Welcome to All Things True. I'm your host, Cody B. Today we are doing a word study and looking at the Bible and how it defines the word church. We're going to look at how Jesus used it. We're going to look at how Luke uses it in Acts chapter 19. And we're going to discuss a little bit why it's such the most abused New Testament term here in the 21st century church. And it's not just the non-Christians that abuse it. It is the church as well. <laughs> Everyone abuses it. We all use the term wrong. So I wanted to start out by discussing what the church is not. The church is not a building. So many times when we talk about going to church, we talk about going to a church building. I'm going to the church for X. I'm going to the church for why I'm going to the church for worship, for VBS, to decorate, to this, to that, and the other. And it's such a commonplace term and phrase used in the church and among Christians that it's no wonder that we confuse others and we confuse non-Christians by the way we mess up the term in this way but it's important for us to realize the church is not a building it's also important for us to realize the church is not the leadership it's not a preacher it's not elders it's not a pastor it's not deacons um so many times we think of and, and when the world uses the word church and how the church has made mistakes and how the church is made up they're referring to mistakes made by the leadership but while that's the way the news and the media's non-Christians may you view and use the word church. It's important for us to realize that's not how Luke used it. That's not how Paul used it. That's definitely not how Jesus used it. It's not a building. It's not a leadership. It's not a preacher, pastor, elder, deacon, or a group of preachers, pastors, elders, or deacons. And it's not an activity. And this is where we get confused because so many times we say we're going to church. We think we're talking, we're discussing going to the gathering on Sunday morning or going to the gathering Sunday night or Wednesday or devotional. Or like I said, well, I go XYZ, VBS, this, that, and the other. I'm going to church today. But once again, that's not how the New Testament uses the term. And when we use the term this way, we cause confusion in those who are weaker or newer or non-Christians. The media doesn't get it right. The world doesn't get it right because Christians don't get it right themselves. Church is not an activity. It is not a pastime. No, when you look at the biblical way the term church is used, it always refers to people. And to look at this point, I want us to look at a passage that we don't talk about when we talk about the term, the term church. Turn to Acts chapter 19. We're going to look at two verses in this passage. It's going to be verse 32 and in verse 39. We're going to look a little bit at the context of this scripture um, because it's very unique to what we normally do when we talk about the church in a Bible study in this text, and if you're using the New American Standard Bible, you will not see the English word church. You will see that it is translated in the English Bibles into assembly or gathering. 
But we have to realize something. We have to remember that the Bible was not written in English. It was written in Greek. The term that Jesus would use, the term that Paul would use when he wrote his letters, and the term that is used here in Acts chapter 19 is the Greek word ekklesia. It means the called out ones, the gathering ones, the assembled ones. And it brings to mind a lot of questions when you think about those definitions about what the purpose of the church is, but that'll be another podcast for another day. Look, if you will, in chapter 19, beginning in verse 28, when they heard this, and were filled with rage, and were crying out, saying, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. Already we need to understand that this group of people who are enraged or calling out greatest Artemis, Artemis, I said Artemis, didn't I? Greatest Artemis, guys, these aren't Christians. These aren't Christians. These are pagans. These are people who believe in the Greek mythology and the Greek gods. It's important for us to understand that before we move forward here. Greatest Artemis of the Ephesians, the city was filled with confusion. They rushed with one accord into the theater, dragging along Gaius and Aristarchus, Paul's traveling companions from Macedonia. And when Paul wanted to go into the assembly, the disciples would not let him go. And this is the word I want us to look at here in verse 29, or excuse me, in verse 30, when Paul wanted to go into the assembly. Also, some of the Ariscus, who were friends of his, to him, sent and repeatedly urged him not to venture into the theater. So then, some were shouting one thing and some another, for the assembly was in confusion and the majority did not know for what reason they had come together. The Greek word here that we look at in verse 32 and translated into assembly is the Greek word ekklesia. Church. It literally should be translated into the English for the church was in confusion and the majority did not know what reason they had come together. Now, this is not the church of Jesus Christ. These are not Christians. These are. This is not a worship service. It's just describing that there is a body that has gathered together and they are enraged. They're passionate. Continuing on now in verse 35, after quieting the crowd, the town clerk said, Men of Ephesus, what man is there after all who does not know that the city of the Ephesians is guardian of the temple of the great Artemis and of the image which fell down from heaven? So since these are undeniable facts, you ought to keep calm and do nothing rash. For you have brought these men here who are neither robbers of temples nor blasphemers of our goddess. So then, if Demetrius and the craftsmen who are with him have a complaint against any man, the courts are in session and proconsuls are available. Let them bring charges against one another. But if you want anything beyond this, if it shall be settled in the lawful assembly, there in verse 9, the lawful assembly literally is the word ecclesia, the lawful church, the lawful gathering. We have to realize the ecclesia isn't a place, it's not a specific leadership, it's not a preacher, it's not a pastor, it's not an activity. It is a body of people 
and in this chapter, a legal body of people who are the courts and a, uh, for lack of a better word, illegal body of people who look like a riot and who look like a mob. What does this do to your view of the term ecclesia and your view of church? Hopefully it gives it a better definition than what we've had in the past. Turn to Matthew chapter 16. When we talk about church, it is my opinion that this passage in chapter 16 is the most important passage for us to look at. Because it is the only time Jesus would describe his people as church. We'll see later on in the book of Matthew where he uses the term church when we talk about the, when he goes through the steps of disfellowship. But other than that, he doesn't really mention church at all except for right here. And since Jesus is our Christ and our King, it's important for us to understand when he used the word church, when he used the term ecclesia, what was he referring to? Matthew chapter 16, beginning in verse 13. Now, when Jesus came to the district of Caesarea Philippi, he was asking his disciples, who do people say that the son of man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, but still others, Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? In verse 16, Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. I also say to you that you are Peter. Upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of Hades will not overpower it. Here in verse 18, it's the same word that we looked at in Acts chapter 19. I will build my ecclesia. I will build my church. I will build my assembly. I will build my group. This will become, this will eventually become known as the, the kingdom of God. Here, here in this chapter, it's, you know, Jesus asking the apostles, who do people say that I am? Who do you say that I am? He's seen what they had learned so far on, on their journey together and their ministry together. And here's Peter, where Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, blessed are you. You will have the keys of the kingdom. But I wanted to look at, I will build my church. When we look at Acts chapter 19, we already realize it's de defining a group of people, not a building not an activity, not a preacher, not a leadership. It's defining a group of people and what they would be. In this text, Jesus claims ownership of this church, of this assembly, of this body of people. This body of people who would become Christians, they belong to him. He owns them. He is their teacher. He is their master. He is their Lord. Jesus Christ is our King. Jesus is teaching us. He's teaching the apostles. He's teaching the disciples. 
and for all those who would believe that all those who come after him, who follow him, have to make him Lord. That there's no other way. He'll go on and talk about his death and how his death would bring salvation to all peoples and that how those who want to be his disciples, those who want to be in his ecclesia, they must take up their, his cross and follow after him that this church is to suffer. Paul would go on and write that this church, this ecclesia, this body of believers, this assembly, this group of Christians, they are to have unity with one another, that they are to love one another, that they are to build up one another, that they are to strive to work with each other day after day after day. But for the importance of this study, what is the church? What is a church? It's a group of Christians. Whether it's in a church's building, it's, whether it's in worship, whether it's at the dinner table, whether it's on Thanksgiving, whether it's at the ball fields, whether it's at the soccer fields, whether it's in the restaurant, if there is a group of Christians, that is the church. The church is present. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The church is a body of believers. Thank you for tuning into this episode of All Things True. And remember, love bears all things, believes all things, and hopes all things.